0: Hi there and thanks for joining us. I'm Jonathan Healy. So, summer's just around the corner and our minds are turning to the great outdoors. No better time, says you, to talk about matter sport, whether it's a 5k run, simply getting fit or enjoying a quick game of rugby. Relax, Red Business has you covered.
1: Red Business Podcast with CompUB, building your business with premium Apple solutions. CompUB.com.
0: So, first up on this sporty podcast, we look at an event that has been running oh, 1988, I think it was the first time. Kinsale Sevens, big event, and Tomas O'Brien is here representing the same event on his own. You don't have six other lads with you hiding anywhere, do you, Tomas? No, no,
2: I'm here in my own You're today. You're here on your yeah. own today, right? Yeah.
0: 1988. So it was modest enough beginnings back then, wasn't it? Yes, it it was
2: a very small event at the start. The whole idea was to fundraise for the club. We were founded in 1982. So the club was always trying to fundraise. So the next thing, our president at the time, um, Niall Murphy, came up with an idea of running a -a seven-a-side competitions. Sponsors were sought. And cutting a long story short, Heineken became our Premier sponsor, a title sponsor, and we had twelve teams the first year, and now we can have. We have had up to ninety teams, and it looks like we'll have seventy plus this year. So,
0: so guys, go back to eighty eight when you had yeah. your your twelve teams, and it began. It was just, I suppose, you might have had the idea maybe we'll get a few new jerseys out of this, and, and it expanded out quite quickly.
2: That's right. Yeah, we picked the Bank Holiday weekend because it was a bank holiday in the UK and in Ireland at the same time. Or, sorry, it was in the UK first and then it became a bank holiday in Ireland and as that helped the event to grow. Initially, all our players who came from the UK came on the ferry into Cork, Swansea, which was a great old service, which is now gone, sadly. Yes. But um, now our players fly in from all over the place and about 40 teams are Irish as well. So,
0: w- it must be a logistical nightmare trying to, not, not, not to mention putting them up, which we'll get to in a minute, but how do you go about organising the event, making Sure, there's enough pitches that Team X turns up at the right time to face Team Y. Uh, presumably, you find yourself rubbing your temples on occasion.
2: Oh, we do. There's a fair bit of temple rubbing and head scratching going on, all right, over the weekend. But uh, we have a very finely oiled machine now at this stage. We have the same people in the Control Caravan. They run the event. It's all. Would all you just the draws up- are made.
0: upgrade it from Control Caravan? That does sound Father Ted-like. Okay. Uh, the Control
2: <laughs> Center might be better. Control Center. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, so, what happens in the Control Center Splash Caravan?
2: Uh, control Center is where all the draws are made about a week before the event and they're just making sure that there's a referee from the Munster Association of Referees who are with us for 30 years as well, that there's a referee, a pitch marshal, a ball and these things might sound very basic but you can't play a game unless you have those minor things. So we have lots of coordination going into that. The timesheets are up. We have a live app this year so all the scores and headlines, everything that's happening throughout the whole event is on the app as well so that's very handy. And... Our team managers are constantly text as to where what pitch they're on and all of that. so it's it is a lot of organization. We have five or six people beavering very hard in there in the control center.
0: A, a set, I'm glad we've upgraded as sevens are the rules different? I mean obviously you've got they fewer are. players. so what's yes. the main rule difference between the main
2: rule pitch uh, pitch wise you're playing a full pitch. it's seven players aside, seven minutes aside. And that's it, really. So it's full-on, high-octane, running rugby. So it's very, very fast.
0: You can't do um, full-on, you you know, scrums with seven people.
2: No, you have a three-man scrum. Yeah, yeah, a three-person scrum, because we have ladies as well. They'd kill me if I didn't mention (laughs) the ladies section.
0: (laughs) Now, the one thing about this, uh, and it wasn't the intention initially, as we know, but certainly it it has become a huge tourist boom for the town. And, And... you literally, you you can't squeeze yourself into Kinsale during the sevens so it's so popular these days
2: That's very true Kinsale is very busy anyway but it, it puts extra pressure on the beds in Kinsale so this year we have festi huts which are on-site accommodation for the first time ever
0: What's a festi hut? hut. A is, is that like the control caravan? Right. <laughs> uh,
2: no, it's, it's like a, it's, a, it's a posh garden shed with um, two bunk beds inside there so four people will reside in that over the weekend we'll have a number of our players staying on-site this and weekend I, 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 because it, there's extra pressure with the edge here in concert on in Cork as of well Of course it's yes. the same weekend
0: yes, Yeah, yes. yeah. And, and so does that mean that you have little temporary constructs where are they going?
2: They're going just down behind the tennis club if you're familiar with the ground. So it's they're still very close to the ground. It's our new ground. We've managed to purchase extra 12 acres over the last couple of years from the success of the event and we'll be building more pitches and more dressing rooms, etc. down there as the club continues to expand.
0: The other thing, of course, it is associated with is drinking and I'm sure that that's not the primary purpose of the exercise but there is a very big social element to the Heineken consensus. There is,
2: there is a big social element to it because um, firstly, it's pre-exams for a lot of people. A lot of teams are after our celebration. Celebrating the end of their season, Uh, we have a nice DJ facility down there in larger marquee this year, so there'll be a good party atmosphere on our pitch too. That is, we've made a bigger area for the party as such, and we have other satellite bars etc. where people can view rugby. So we've stretched out the site and trying to make it a better experience for everybody.
0: And, and all the hotels in the area presumably are full, the B&Bs, your little, your little temporary cabins as we'll call them. Uh, You know, the, the people of Kinsale, the town of Kinsale really got behind this a couple of years ago, where other towns might have objected to the volume of people coming through and and whatever unrest might come with that. Kinsale seems to have embraced it to a huge degree.
2: It has, yeah. We're very lucky that um, I'm a member of the Kinsale Chamber of Tourism and so is the club and past chairman of that organisation. And we're quite happy in Kinsale that it brings business. I mean, if you work it out, it's brought between 60 and 70 million to the town in the last 20 years.
0: That's a huge amount of money. That's a
2: huge amount of money in anybody's language, really. So, yeah, a lot of businesses call it the 13th month in Kinsale. It kick-starts a lot of their season. So, you're competing with
0: Ed Sheeran this year. We are. Is there a lot of disappointed people can't go to Ed Sheeran because the sevens are on?
2: Well, Ed is on three nights, so we're hoping people <laughs> can go to Ed one of the nights and come they, to us they, in the afternoons. They
0: can spread it around. And and your role during the event, Are you do you still play?
2: No, I don't. No, no it's so been you're, quite a while, yeah. Spectator. Spectator. Uh, so, uh,
0: is it all hands on deck for everybody in the club? It globe? is,
2: yeah. We have about 300 volunteers from our underage section, our members, their friends, family, uh, people who are just down for the weekend are grabbed to help as well because we have volunteers in the bar, registration, car parking. Uh, we have the Red Cross who volunteer over the weekend. Of 28 of them on site and a full medical team. So it's, it's a very big logistical organisation, you know.
0: Again, I'm I just fascinated that it started with 12 teens back in mm-hmm. 1988. And how many this year?
2: We're at 70 this 70 year. 70 this yeah. year. Uh,
0: just for the sport of rugby alone... Yeah. What has it meant for the town that didn't have a rugby team before 1982?
2: Uh, well, historically, I think our, our Kinsale had a rugby team back in the 50s, but that died off and it was refounded by a bunch of players who were found themselves living in Kinsale and working in Kinsale and they were travelling up to Douglas, believe it or not. And a few of them decided one night, let's start our own club and they, they explored it they borrowed grounds they rented grounds we started off with in the back of the Blue Haven and then we moved to Perryville House and then the Yacht Club and then after that we managed to secure our own 12 acres have a little small area a little barnish a glorified barnish shed for showering but now we have a full clubhouse and loads of other facilities so we've really come on in a new gym this year as well
0: Any big names there over the years that people would remember?
2: Oh God yeah we've had so many over the years you go back to the likes of Stuart Barnes Michael Galway Keith Floyd when he was alive brought over half an English team before they all went off and played for the Lions so so some great memories Vice Serevi was there from Fiji and loads of Fijians back in the day when we had Kent who sponsored the South Street Drifters they were a phenomenal side and it was a real honour to see these guys play in our pitch these were the world sevens champions and they played in our pitch this year we have a men's team from Sweden we have a couple of English sides Welsh sides and Irish sides so it's very very competitive in the elite sections give us the dates
0: it's on again and where people can find out information if they're uh, looking f- for it
2: 5th and 6th May and it's Heineken Kinsale Sevens.
0: Very good. Tom O'Brien from the Kinsale Sevens. Thanks very much for joining us in Red Business. You're very welcome.
1: The Red Business Podcast with CompUB Business, improving productivity with the latest Apple technology. CompUB.com.
0: So if rugby is not your thing, and let's face it, lads, it's a little bit physical, there's lots of other ways that you can get fit. And my next guest is somebody who is marrying technology with fitness, Laura Dorgan. How are you?
3: Hi, how are you? Nice to meet you.
0: Nice to meet you as well. You have created a, an app which you have named after your good self. So tell yes. me a little bit about it and uh, where you got the idea from.
3: So um, it's a fitness app and nutrition app that you can do um, over a 4, 8 or 12 week period. Um, and the reason why I set this up um, was for, um, I'm personal training for a very long time, actually over 12 years now in the fitness industry. And I kind of came um, to the point where I've noticed that um, stay-at-home moms or shift workers um, or people who are college students um couldn't get to the gym due to their commitments and the children and you know uh, husbands and wives working in L- past the L- life, as it's Absolutely, known otherwise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, or even a cost effective um, situation. People people can't afford personal trainers, to be honest with you, and you know, it, it can be very expensive. So, um, I created this app that you can work out at home or in the gym. Um, um, you can go to the gym with this app uh, to learn how to do exercises correctively and efficiently. So, I'm teaching you all the safety points and the teaching points throughout each exercise. Um, it's also a confidence thing. So, if you go into the gym with the app, you know exactly what you're doing and don't feel intimidated. It's
0: see, that's the big problem uh, when you go to the gym uh, and as, not as if I go to two regularly now but you forget what the person told you you were supposed to be doing exactly. or you do it badly and then yeah. you you don't like that one so you're going to ignore it and you move on to the mm-hmm. next one. You don't have that follow-up that, that or when means I do that find the, the whole thing falls apart. That about,
3: like, especially women, that they went to a gym situation and they might feel uncomfortable there could be a bunch of lads in the corner or something and they'll go straight to the cross trainer and the treadmill and they'll stay there for half an hour and they'd like to do weights but they just don't feel like they know what they're doing, you know, and they, they leave just as fast. Is
0: that a challenge in, in gyms that you, and again, because I'm a man, it never happened to me, but mm-hmm. do women feel intimidated Absolutely. going yeah. to the weights area? Yeah, theory? they
3: do. From what, I, what I've what i heard, you know, now me personally, I'm in it all my life, so it doesn't cost me a thought. Um, but even myself, if I went on holidays, which is very rarely you know, that I'd ever go to a gym myself to be honest on holidays. Um, but even if I did, even to go in for a nose or whatever, I'd feel intimidated because I don't know where anything is. Like, I wouldn't know where to find the dumbbells. Or I'd have to go looking for them or I wouldn't be settled in there, you know? You'd, you'd,
0: you'd hate to have to ask.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I think everyone is in that boat, you know? And I think a lot of it is that, um, as I said, now going back to um, stay-at-home mothers or people who are committed to study commitments and uh, work shifts and around their time uh, commitments, they can't get to a gym. Do you know, um, their head starts to suffer. It becomes a mental health thing, you know? And it's great to be able to work out at home Um Feel good about yourself, get the endorphins pumping, and you know it's 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 a great all round feeling that everyone's working out.
0: Now you've created this app. Um, mm-hmm which people can download to their smartphones or yeah. their tablets or whatever mm-hmm. but it's individualised so does yeah. somebody have to meet you on day one to start the well, programme rolling? No, necessarily
3: rolling? so they'll email me and inquire it and depending whether they want just fitness packages whether it's gym or home they can opt for either or um, I'll customise it around that for them if they want nutrition plans I'll customise their breakfast, lunch and dinner and their snacks for them as well um, now, Are you
0: regimental? Like, I mean there's no chocolate allowed here there's, No
3: Ah uh, you see this, this <laughs> Already Even I'm no, going off fair, the idea I am all about Balance to myself, and if you if you if you know me or follow me, um, which a lot of people will um hold their hands up and say I am kind of like that. I am kind of a work hard, play hard person. Anyway, um, it is all about balance. I mean, there's no point in living your life through you know uh, county misery, misery, yeah. absolutely. You know, and I mean, you have to enjoy life. I mean, what's the point in living it all if that's the case? So I I kind of live by the motto Monday to Friday, work very hard, and then Saturday and Sunday, take a day that's yours and enjoy it. You know, and. If you want to go for a few, go for a few. And if you want to have a chipper, have chipper, but that be it, then cut it off, you That's know? it, yeah, yeah. yeah. so it's
0: not, it's not every night. Your motto is finding your fit. Yeah. What do you mean by that?
3: Everyone is individualised. Um, and from what I've... Um, A great example actually and I say this all the time to clients Um, my husband and myself were in Vegas there a a year or two ago and the first day we arrived at a pool party and every girl I'm sure and everyone will tell you the same thing goes on holidays and gets dressed up to impress other girls it's not about the boys anymore it's all about impressing other females and it's all about looking at other people it's all Instagram it's all social media and that's what it's boiled down to everyone thinks you have to be skinny and you have to be this and you have to look like this a certain way so, what I do feel, when we were in Vegas that time, there was a girl across the pool. And so sure, the first thing I did is I said to my husband, Oh my god, look at the girl across the pool. She's beautiful and she's still her, love her figure. You're
0: very generous to be pointing these do out to your husband. I'm
3: I'm very Because generous. Generous. if he was doing
0: it the other way around, he'd probably get a clatter
3: but sure, he was saying what are you on about like your grand and then I was like no like look at her she's gorgeous so anyway about an hour in and we were about two or three drinks and anyway so next thing I was talking chatting away we have met this other couple and we are chatting with them so next thing I got a tap on the shoulder and lo and behold it's the girl from across the pool she tapped me on the shoulder I looked as if she was star struck oh my god it's her one and she gave me a tap on the toe and she goes, can I just say, myself, my friends are looking at you across the pool. We'd kill to have a body like yours. And I went, oh my God. Yeah. It just nailed the head. And it just hit me in the head. Here I was looking at her. I had no idea she was looking at me. And yeah. Mike was like, Jesus, if you only knew the last hour she was looking at you across so the pool. So <laughs> basically,
0: women around pools are creeps. That's what you're Absolutely, saying. Yes. Uh, Absolutely, yeah, yeah.
3: But I think everyone, I think, um, no one, basically, it's about finding your own way,
0: and you know? And comfortable. You know, yeah, Because you your know, perception is I'm never is going
3: different. to be overly skinny. I'm... I'm I'm muscular. I was on the Irish team for years of gymnastics and trampolining. I'm a muscular person. I have a muscular build. So I have to learn to adapt my way. It took me years to adapt mm. that way. Everybody is different you
0: know and it's about embracing that difference as well isn't Absolutely. it because you're going to have people coming through the door who will be intimidated by how you look totally and some will come through the door and you're probably going to be intimidated by how they look but mm-hmm. everybody views themselves differently and yes. that's, the, that's the whole thing that's wrong about the Instagram generation Absolutely. isn't it
3: totally yeah. yeah and it is I can even see with young girls they're they're flowing through the Instagram feed and looking at girls going oh my god I'd love to look at that and look at her and they're zooming in they're zooming out it's an awful way to be you know and everyone is individualised and like half those people as I just said earlier are probably living in misery living on a top row our boxes yeah. you know and I mean that's not your way to live you know
0: In the app itself you you can have little videos that show you so in other words you mm-hmm. set out a fitness programme and like that if you forget what it is there's a little video Yeah Are, you in, all, are you in all the I'm videos? I'm in over
3: 360 yeah. videos yeah
0: That took a long time yeah, to film Yeah I was film.
3: exhausted fairly exhausted and my husband was exhausted from recording me that's so sure <laughs> we nearly had a divorce we so look we're, we survived that if we survived that we survived anything
0: And when you speak to people who use the app because yeah. it's a a relatively new idea that mm-hmm. you don't have someone standing in front of you shouting yeah. at you it's all done online yeah. what's the feedback you get?
3: Oh amazing I have people losing weight which I actually was fairly surprised at because I was me for myself a gym goer all the time always kind of found a hard going God how would people lose weight online some people love that stuff they don't like going to the gym. Situation. I am a gym person. It's, it does seem to be working. Um. People are finding that they're losing, uh, pounds every week, like two or three pounds, which is definitely the steady way to go. It'll stay off that way. If you lose drastic way too fast, it's just going to come on just as fast. And, if not uh, more, and do
0: people come to you and say, "I have a wedding in three weeks, and I need to lose a stone." And if they do, <laughs> what do you say to them?
3: No, that's, that's not going to happen. But that you would be surprised. Yes, that does happen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, where does this go? Because this is. A new type of technology and a new mm. type of training. Is there another level to this?
3: Um, well, at the moment now, I've actually started um, only since about uh, what month? What, what it was about February I've started doing um a pregnancy side of things on it. So in different trimesters of the woman's pregnancy I take them through different levels of fitness. Now that's insane that they've already trained before they've taken up the app. because um, that's a
0: big thing for women who are mad into fitness, who get know? pregnant is what of can course. I do? Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah. I'd be the same. I mean, like even if it happened to me tomorrow, I would like, oh God, well, like i I'd love to keep training. It's for my headspace more than anything, and a lot of people would agree with with that. And another thing I've tried to do, um, which I'm going to be doing over the next coming weeks is that summer's coming well if we ever get a summer in this country. <laughs> And, um, you know, you can take the app outdoors. You can do hit bodyweight workouts outside. You, don't, you can do it on the beach. You can take it on holidays. I mean, I have people all over the world using the app. I have people in Australia, America, New Zealand, Canada, even in the UK. They're all using it.
0: And in terms of cost, then obviously you have different things. You've, you've mm-hmm. got the food programmes, then you've got the fitness yeah. programs. Is there an entry-level price or is it all customised?
3: Well, the lowest price would be four weeks. It would be, whether it's home or gym, you let me know, it would be 75 euro. And every For four week, weeks? Yeah. Okay. So you get different programmes every week. You definitely get three every week. Some weeks it's four. So you get two heart rate sessions, one strength session and then something like if you an ab circuit and every single week those workouts change.
0: What's the heart rate circuit? That just gets cardio going, is it? Yeah,
3: so it's like lighter weights, moderate weights that you're kind of pushing for higher reps. The strength obviously is heavier weights with lower reps.
0: It's funny how things have changed. Years ago, like weights were a thing but mm. it was mostly cardio. Yeah. It seems to have gone the other way now. Is it all totally, weights yeah. and then some cardio?
3: Yeah, well, weights kind of burn more fat. Yeah. Um, it helps burn fat faster and more efficiently. But
0: does it stay off then?
3: Yeah, definitely. Like you can see it in toning and definition, you know. That's all a part of it now these days, yeah.
0: I, I look like a keg that's after been let out, but <laughs> otherwise I take your word for Should it. You
3: take the app. Now? Oh, <laughs> I'll set you up on the
0: app. How do people find out about it, Laura? Where can they find it?
3: Um, at lauradorganfitness.com.
0: Okay, very good. Laura Dorgan, absolute pleasure and uh, best luck with the Laura Dorgan fitness
3: app. Thanks very much for having me. Thank you. The Red Business
1: Podcast with CompuBee Business. Improving productivity with the latest Apple technology. CompuBee.com
0: So once you've gotten yourself fit after an old game of rugby or maybe by using Laura's app, you could use it for a good reason, which is to get involved uh, with a corporate challenge like the Grant Thornton 5K Corporate Challenge, which is taking place this year on June the 13th. Here to tell me all about it is a partner with Grant Thornton here in Cork, Michael Nolan. Michael, how are you? Good, Jonathan. Now, I'm not going to ask you about your fitness regime because that's probably unfair. Don't. Uh,
1: please, don't. Right? My fitness regime is collecting children from sporting <laughs> events. Nothing to do with me, just getting uh, in and out of the car. And,
0: and observing, obviously, and yes. critiquing, but yes. not partaking. Uh, tell us a little bit about the 5K Corporate Challenge.
1: Uh, okay, well, specifically the, the the 5K Corporate Challenge started in Dublin about seven years ago. Uh, that was in the throes of what I would call the old, the, the previous recession, where really, to be honest with you, the firm wanted to come up with something where they got people active. Everybody was down in the dumps in relation to work and all that kind of stuff. So they were trying to endear a little bit of team bonding, a bit of morale or whatever. So it got going out of Dublin in, I think, 2011. And it was brought to Cork in 2015. Yes, this is our fourth running. So what we tried to do is we tried to encourage businesses to get their staff together together to train a little, to bond a little, to get morale up and to come out onto the Mall on, okay, this year it's the 13th of June, onto the Mall, run an easy 5k. It's flat, don't you worry, it's flat. <laughs> no big um, hills. No big hills down around uh, the marina, around Porky even back into the city. And um, what we're trying to do is just get people out and about because everybody knows the benefits of uh, fitness and what it, the impact it has both on you physically but also mentally. And that's where it started seven years ago.
0: Uh, It's funny because it it, it technically comes under the umbrella of CSR, which a lot of people, when they would have heard corporate social responsibility, it it felt like a dirty practice that was being imposed because somebody said so. But firms have bought into the concept of it, that, you know, a happy happy workplace is a good workplace and a better workplace. Look, you
1: have to know it is. I hate the phrase, but the war on talent that's going on at the moment, even in a small city like Cork, Uh, the war on you have to give staff the full package. You have to give them the work, the experience, the little bit of CSR, the little bit of sports and social, you have to give them a package of everything. So I think it's very good. Yes, it falls under the CSR. Yes, there is fundraising in relation to it because a portion of the entrance fee does go to charity. Um, and it's raised a lot of money for charity over the last number of years. And it's something at Grant Thornton, something that we are very proud of in Grant Thornton that it has uh, because people don't even notice that they're giving it to charity. They're all focused about themselves. A
0: uh, 100,000 I think has been raised yes. for good causes so yep. far. And you, you, you've helped various different charities so far. I ISBCC, Laura Lynn, Pieta House, and this year, very appropriately given everything that's going on, you're supporting the Simon community.
1: Yes, we've put a big push uh, with Simon because... Look, the economy is booming, everybody's doing well, but there's still a major homeless problem. Uh, you see it every day around the city. You see those mattresses, which I find depressing myself. So we have focused in on Simon this year. We're doing our CSR event in September, our own internal one. We're doing the run with them. We sponsored the Simon Ball, which was happened two weeks ago in Cork. So we've put a big focus into that because... That seems to be the major problem in the country, homelessness, whether it's housing uh, and all sorts of social problems related to homelessness. So we're trying to put something back into the community on that basis.
0: So it's it's the 5K corporate challenge. Uh, All companies invited to take part? Any company that
1: wants to, even, even e- our competitors. I was
0: just going to say, are the competitors allowed to come along to oh, this now Oh, absolutely, as well?
1: and in all fairness to the guys in Deloitte, the guys in EY, the guys in KPMG, the guys in PwC, they've all put in teams before, we're delighted to see them. I know it annoys some of them when they see a thousand purple jerseys running down the South Mall, but they know it's for a good... Do,
0: do they put on the purple jerseys as well?
1: Uh, some of them.
2: <laughs> for a good cause. For a good for cause. For a good cause. Yes.
0: Yes. The entry fee
1: is what, €100? €100, Euros? 100 Euro for a team of four.
0: And and this year, the events, the, the accuracy is a big part of this as well to see how quickly people do it. So there is a competitive element There's to it. There's
1: absolutely a competitive element to it because we've had some very good winners and we've had some incredibly fast times over the last. Is.
0: We've had some very good winners and very bad lists.
1: Yeah, no, no, we've had to, yeah, yeah. Please, Jonathan, you said you wouldn't talk about my fitness. Um, well, look, we've had winners from the Navy, we've had winners from Gilead, we've had from the HSC, from a cross-section of businesses, which I think is great. There's a little bit of everything in there.
0: So, uh, it is a big event. I think last year, across the various different uh, events, there were 6,800 runners, 1,700 teams, 400 different companies. If people want to get involved this year to to give money to a great cause, which is the Simon community, how do they go about it?
1: Straight onto the website. Uh, there's the Grant Thornton 5K Challenge website. Enter a team there and then. Uh, what I would say to you is push your corporates, push your business in relation to it. Uh, it's tax deductible. Um, <laughs>
0: Good tax advice as always, from uh, Grant Thornton.
1: And uh, it's it's what we've had is we. One of the guys in one of the big banks in Cork said it's been a great event for them because they have 15 teams and they've had 15 teams in it for the last few years. They get an internal competition going because everything is tracked by Athletics Ireland. So you get very accurate times. You can do your own internal little little league among your own staff. Uh, And it's just to get people out. So I would say to staff, go to their employers and say, can we put a team in?
0: All we can hope for is that uh, June the 13th will be one of the sunnier days of the summer for people Please to God. take part in it. Yes. Uh, Michael Nolan uh, from Grand Thornton, thanks so much for joining us on Red Business and best of luck with it. Thank you, Jonathan. My thanks to all my guests. Don't forget, if you want to get involved in the podcast, you can email us, redbusiness at redfm.ie. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Neil Hennessy produced, and we'll catch you on the next one. The
1: Red Business Podcast with CompUB Apple technology and solutions for your business. CompUB.com.